Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I am your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 9.09 p.m. here on the 13th of March, 2022. Daylight savings time. Do you like it? Do you think it should be changed? Let's talk about that. Thank you for joining me. Well, thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining me this evening, Sunday night, here on the first day of Daylight Savings Time. We move our hour, our clocks an hour ahead one hour. And, uh... How does that uh, affect you? Or does it affect you? Because I never had any issues with daylight saving time. You know, according to the experts out here, that some people will experience a shock to their bodies. Their internal clock, when the time changes, much like the jet lag experience after flying across time zones. Research shows that the disruption of the internal clock can cause increased rates of heart attacks, stroke, weight gain, anxiety, and contribute to workplace injuries and traffic collisions. Not only does daylight savings time induce sleep to being deprived at its inception in the spring, but but enforces later darkness during the summer favoring for delayed bedtime, social debt lag, jet lag, and more loss of sleep, the organization said in a statement. In the fall and winter seasons, the northern position of Canada leads to significant loss of light exposure during daytime activities, accumulating at levels below 8.5 hours. Wow. The sun here in Southern Ontario, you know, here in the Great White North, will now set about 7.10 p.m. And then on June 21st, the longest day of the year, 
will set about 9, 10 p.m. I don't know how this affects people. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I go to bed at my normal time, 10 o'clock. I sleep eight hours. I feel good every morning. I guess if you're one of those people that just stay up later. Yeah, we stay up past midnight on the weekends. Maybe it affects you that way. You know what? I I really don't know. I don't know if if we should end this. Stop doing the time changes twice a week. Or twice a week. Twice a year. You know, spring forward, fall back. Is it really necessary? It's been going on long before my time. It's been going on. Daylight saving time started here in Ontario, Canada in 1918. It's never changed. What do you do? So as you may or may not know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, here in Ontario, Canada, that all the major restrictions have been lifted. Except for a few small things like masks wearing, which will end on the 21st of March. And after that, you have your choice. You can continue to wear a mask if you don't feel that being safe. It's entirely up to you. Now, you know, yesterday I was out shopping. I had a really busy weekend and I know that you say, hey, you know, where's the Truckers Podcast here Saturday morning, Sunday mornings. I had a really busy weekend. I had to go out and do things for me. So I went out and did some shopping. And after I've done my shopping, I'm driving home and I'm driving home a major route, a major roadway back to my house. Traffic is just backed up like, uh, you know, it's, it's only lunchtime here on Saturday. It's never this busy down this road. What is going on? Figure there's a traffic accident a couple blocks ahead of me. And then as I got closer, <clears throat> excuse me, I realized that these idiots, morons, assholes, with these so called Convoys, freedom, convoys. You know, these people doing this, you need to pull your heads out of your asses. 
Because I don't know when you lost your freedoms. I really don't know. I guess you never did. But you're too goddamn stupid to realize that. So today, I stopped and filled up my car and I was thankful. Thankful that I have a car. Thankful I have money to buy gas. Thankful that there are no warplanes flying over me. Thankful that I will be eating soon. Thankful that all of my loved ones are safe and sound. Thankful that I live in a country where I have the freedom to do so. Many things thankful that the air I breathe is not filled with smoke and gunpowder. And thankful that I will sleep in silence and wake up to a beautiful day. I think it's time that we all be a little bit more thankful and definitely more grateful. So for you dumbasses out there thinking that you have lost your freedom in North America, I am so sick and tired of you. <clears throat> Thank you for joining me, Eric. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Now, before you came on my show, I was talking about this daylight savings time here in Ontario, Canada. Our clocks move forward one hour. Now, for some people, according to the science, it affects them. It affects them, their, their ability to, to function normally for some reason. Now, daylight saving time here in Ontario, Canada has been going on since 1918, where we change our clocks twice a year. We spring forward one hour in the spring, and we fall back one hour in the fall. Now, maybe, you know, when I was a kid, you know, it probably affected me. I don't know. I'm. You know, I was born in the 60s, but anyways. Somehow, some way, I don't know. I mean, I, I went to bed at 10.45 last night. So at 2 a.m., the clocks moved forward one hour. I didn't get up till quarter to eight. And I felt normal like I did the day before. 
and going into the work week coming Monday, I feel like my biological clock has not changed. I felt good this morning. I felt refreshed. But for some people, I guess, this change of time twice a year is a problem. People feel like they're being deprived of one hour of sleep in the springtime. And then, you know, summertime, you know, the sun doesn't set until... 9, 10 p.m. And they say it kind of feels like jet lag, you know, flying through different time zones. You know, it's like they say that it is a shock to their bodies. The internal clock, when the time changes, is like, 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 like I said, like jet lag, experience across flying across different time zones. And they're saying that research shows that the disruption to the internal clock can cause increased rates of heart attacks, stroke, weight gain, anxiety, workplace injuries, and traffic collisions. I don't know if people, for these people, are they nighthawks? Do they just stay up late anyways, knowing that the clock is going to change one hour ahead at 2 a.m.? So if you always stayed up till midnight, one o'clock in the morning, and you go to bed, and you're already upset about the chalk, the clock's changing, then why don't you go to bed earlier? I can't change your sleep behaviors, whatever your sleep behaviors are. I don't know. Now that, that, I mean, it doesn't affect everybody, obviously, because people have their bedtimes, their, their sleep times, however long you sleep during the night, you know, I, I, I don't know. You know, with this time change, you know, should we be doing it? I don't know. We've been doing it since 1918. Here in Ontario, Canada. Parts of the United States, obviously. And they say that the only way that would be not be uh, that, you know, if Canada, even here in Ontario, decides that, okay, you know, we're not going to do the daylight savings time change anymore. Well, the province of Quebec and New York would have to agree 
other provinces here in, in Canada, they stopped doing the daylight savings time. So why, why does Ontario, Canada got to wait for the province of Quebec or New York to decide whether they're going to stop the daylight savings time? Daylight savings time. If they want to continue it, so be it. Go ahead. What does it matter? I mean, if this is, I mean, you know, if this is going to pre- uh, present or, you know, stop shock to, 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 to people's bodies, to their internal clock and stop, you know, stop the, uh, the rates of heart attacks, stroking, uh, stroke and weight gain and anxiety. then why do we need to continue with daylight savings time? I don't think it's necessary anymore. I mean, they did it. They did it back in 1918 because of the war. Never changed it back. So if this is a problem, and scientific is saying that this is a problem, then why are we still changing our clocks back and forth? We spring forward one hour in the springtime, and we fall back one hour in the fall. So we lose an hour, and we gain an hour. Two hours twice a year. So what? Now, before you came on my show, Eric, and thank you for joining me. Oh, by the way, first of all, um, where are you listening from? Are you in the United States, in Europe? Here in Canada, where are you from, Eric? So before you came on my show, I was reading this little article. And of course, I know you know that what is going on in this crazy world that we live in. With this war in the Ukraine and of course these freedom convoys no we had that here in Canada obviously you know and here in in Ottawa Ontario with this freedom convoy over these mandates and restrictions you know, because of COVID. You know, March 1st, here in Ontario, Canada, all the major restrictions have been lifted. March 21st, 
all the mass mandates will be lifted. Any restrictions left are, are very, very minor, very unnecessary. And not because this Karen Carnival in Ottawa is because Ontario had this three-step plan to lift the restrictions in a timely fashion. Other provinces here in Ontario are doing the same thing in a timely fashion, how each province feels when and necessary when these mandates or restrictions will be gone. You know. So again, I will read this little article that I came across. And and thank you for this other listener here on the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. So I will I will read this article again for you. So today, I stopped and I filled up my car and I was thankful. Thankful that I have a car. Thankful I have money to buy gas. Thankful I have money to buy food. Thankful that there are no warplanes flying over me. Thankful that I will be eating soon. Thankful that all my loved ones are safe and sound. Thankful that I live in a country where I have freedom. to do what I want to do. Thankful that the air I breathe is not filled with smoke and gunpowder. Thankful that I will sleep in silence and wake up to a beautiful day. I think it's time that we all be a lot more thankful and definitely a lot more grateful. And as I said before you came on my show to all you idiots out there with your freedom convoy bullshit, you know how good you have it. You know, before you came on my show, you know, yesterday, you know, I went out and I had a whole pile of crap to do. And I'm driving home and I'm coming down a busy road. It's, it's a, a main through uh, throughway. And traffic is backed up. And I'm thinking, what the hell? It's never like this. Must be an accident ahead. And that's usually the thing, right? When you get backed up, traffic is all backed up. There's somebody had an accident. 
So as I got closer to where I had to turn, I realized and I could see that I had this goddamn freedom convoy. And lucky for me, I didn't have to sit through that bullshit. I could turn and cut through and get back on the road that I need to be on. And I'm thinking to myself, what the hell and when did you lose your goddamn freedoms? Does anybody understand freedoms and restrictions? You know there's a difference, right? Freedoms, when you lose your freedoms, ladies and gentlemen, when you lose your freedoms, that means that you live in North Korea. When you lose your freedoms, you live in China. When you lose your freedoms, you live in Russia. Or any non-democratic country in this goddamn world that we fucking live in. I am so sick and tired of the whining and complaining and the bitching. Of these assholes, so-called freedom shit. That you want your freedoms back. When in the fuck did you lose your freedoms? When in the hell did you lose your freedoms over this whole two goddamn years of this goddamn pandemic? You never lost your freedoms. You were restricted and you were restricted for a goddamn reason. And then, you know, I'm reading this other article. So this, this other freedom convoy bullshit. Oh, Victoria, B.C. Oh, we're going to go to Victoria, B.C. And we're going to stay there for months on end. This is recent, ladies and gentlemen. Recent. So this Freedom Convoy crap, you know, is going to go to Victoria, B.C. And they're going to protest these mandates, these restrictions. And oh, by the way, Victoria, B.C., I mean, most of the restrictions are gone. Anyway, major restrictions are gone. Anyhow, in Victoria, B.C. So they think that they're going to pull this same stunt that this so-called trucker freedom convoy bullshit That happened in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So the premier of BC, he said the other day to this freedom convoy bullshit, you need to find a hobby. You need to find a new hobby. You know, I talked to a few people, you know, they said, oh, you know, 
you know, yeah, you know, here in Ontario that, uh, yeah, you know, we lifted our, our, our restrictions, you know, a week early and stuff like that. And, and we did that because of the Karen Carnival in Ottawa. And I said, bullshit. I call bullshit. Here in Ontario, Canada, we had a three-step process of lifting restrictions. And we stuck to that. Whether we did it a week early, whether we did it two days early or three days earlier, it's irrelevant to this Freedom Convoy, this Karen Carnival in Ottawa. You know, I left work the other day, I think it was Thursday. And uh, the yard where we park our trucks, there's a couple other businesses there that park their trucks there as well. And I saw this pickup truck come out and he's got the Canadian flags on there blowing in the wind. He's got Freedom Convoy 2022 on the side of his pickup truck like a fucking redneck. When in the hell? And I rolled down my window on my transport truck and I said, when in the hell did you lose your freedom? Maybe you want to get out of your pickup truck and check your ass. And I flipped him off. And you're crying about your freedom in North America. The Ukraine is having the shit bombed out of them by Russia. And you're crying about your freedoms in North America. What a pathetic little bunch. I'm sick and tired of you people. I'm so sick of you. Bitching and complaining about your freedoms. You have no idea. You have no idea how good you have it in a democracy, in a free country like Canada, United States, United Kingdom. All other democracies, all other democracies across Europe. And you're bitching and complaining about mass debt, mass mandates. You're bitching and complaining about mandates. Do you have bombs falling on your house? apartment building being bombed that you lived in or live in? No, it's not. Do you live in North Korea? No. Do you live in China? No. Do you live in other non-democracy countries? No. What is this freedom convoy bullshit still going around Washington, D.C.? 
American convoy bullshit, copycats of the Karen Carnival here in Canada. Because your redneck asses don't get it. Yeah, I'm fed up, ladies and gentlemen. I'm fed up with assholes. That's what I'm fed up with. I'm going to tell you how it is. This is this is how I am. This is me. And if you listened to my shows before, you know I'm going to tell you how it is. And I'm going to speak my mind. And whether people like it or not, I really don't care. You want to protest, ladies and gentlemen? You protest against this war. You want to go on GoFundMe and go send go or give send go and donate money? Donate money to the Ukrainian people. I'm sure that when you've gone to the grocery store, they asked you if you want to don- donate mo- donate money to help the Ukrainian people. I'm sure you've you you you've been approached for that. I've been approached for that, and I've donated some money. Well, I. <laughs> Well, I will not do. I'm not giving any of these goddamn freedom convoy bullshit a single dime of my fucking money. Because you haven't lost your freedom. You never lost your freedom. Ever. In these entire two years of this pandemic, you never lost your freedom. You even think you have, you don't even know what freedom is. You have no fucking idea what it is. If you think you lost it, you need to give your head a check. You need to give your brain a check. Anti-maskers, anti-vaskers. Oh, for Christ's sakes. Unbelievable. Well, I'm sure you can tell that I'm upset. And you know what? I'm not. (laughs) I just, you know, I'm fed up. When someone is going to impede me for your bullshit and prevent me from driving down a freaking street because your sorry ass thinks that you lost your freedoms, you're going to piss me off. And I'm like everybody else, ladies and gentlemen, my fuse is short. And it has been short even before this pandemic. But it grew shorter during this pandemic. 
and it even grew shorter with bullshit convoy of freedom shit. When you live in a democracy, you live in a free country. And for those out there, ladies and gentlemen, that were able to keep working through this whole entire pandemic, bitching and complaining. What about the ones, the non-essential businesses where they got shut down? They couldn't go to work. And then what about the ones when this so-called Freedom Convoy, this Karen Carnival in Ottawa was preventing businesses from opening and people going to work? See, here in Canada, you know, the government the federal government from the onset started out with $2,000 a month for every single Canadian that was affected by this pandemic. And that went on for months on end. Supporting every single business. And they could file and claim money for their businesses as well. On the onset of this pandemic here. All across Canada. Not like the United States where you got one check. And then. You know, the two parties of the United States got to fucking argue about more money for the people. What'd you get? What, uh, out of the entire pandemic, what'd you get? Two payments the entire two years? That's pretty pathetic. But here in Canada, the government made sure that people who were out of work because of the pandemic got money. Businesses that were affected by the so-called Karen Carnival, this Freedom Convoy in Ottawa. All these businesses and all these workers that couldn't go to work are going to be compensated. And all this money that got froze by, by the federal government. All these bank accounts that got froze when the government implemented the Federal Emergency Act. So all these organizers, the so-called Karen Carnival or Freedom Convoy, they got their bank accounts frozen and all that fucking money taken away from them. The main organizer of this Karen Carnival in Ottawa, when GoFundMe initially 
um, release that million dollars went into one person's account, one organizer's account, a million freaking dollars. And then when GoFundMe was about to release another million, oh, they wanted more information. And meanwhile, here, all the federal agencies, police departments and everything are sending all this information about all the criminal activities that were going on, sent it to GoFundMe and GoFundMe, GoFundMe stopped. So they didn't get that second million. And then they stopped the funding. Oh, so then these organizers decided, oh, we're going to go to give, send, go. Oh, this beautiful Christian organization in the United States, you know, we'll start raising money from there. Well, they got it up to about $9.9 million. Well, been by that time, you know, the Ontario government started freezing all this cash under the Ontario Emergency Act. Oh, then they, oh, then they, after that, they go to cryptocurrency. I'm thinking there's no freaking way that they're going to be able to prevent us getting, uh, these organizers getting this money. So then the federal government of Canada enacts the Federal Emergency Act. So what happens is that the federal government can order all banks to freeze bank accounts. So that first million dollars that the organizers got was frozen. It would be turned over to the courts. Give Sand Go and any other GoFundMe's around the world, none of that money would reach the organizers. And then the federal government went after the cryptocurrency. And they stop that. At the end of the day, these these organizers of the so-called Freedom Convoy, Karen Carnival, ended up with zero dollars. Three of which of them are still in jail. Just recently, the one organizer, female, Tamara Litch, was released on bail of $25,000 with a whole lot of conditions. Now, people would think, well, you know, they were protesting. 
nothing wrong with that. Well, you're right. No, nothing wrong with protesting. It's legal to protest. It's illegal to barricade roadways, bridges. It's illegal to prevent anybody else's freedoms and liberties to do as they please, which they were preventing them from doing. Bylaws and laws were broken left and right. It became an illegal occupation. And people can argue that all day. I don't care. It was illegal. Period. Cars towed, transport trucks towed, licenses lost, license plates taken, fines handed out. Trucks and vehicles put into impound. Businesses, trucking businesses that supported the the, the, the so-called Karen Carnival, <laughs> Freedom Carnival, I don't give a shit what you call it. Lost their operating licenses under the Federal Emergency Act. People from other countries weighing in on what they think they know about Canada's laws when you don't know shit about Canada's laws and what the government can and cannot do. It came to the point for the first time in Canadian history that the federal government enacted the Federal Emergency Act. Prior to that, it was Justin Trudeau's father when it was the Federal War Act back in 1970 when his father enacted the War Act. In this kidnapping and murder and occupation in Quebec. But in 1988, that's when it changed from the Federal War Act, War Act to the, uh, to the uh, Federal Emergency Act. But it does give the government special powers. That means when every each and every province it cannot get its shit in order and prevent these barricades and these blockades is when the federal government takes over every single territory and province. 
and only one step away from calling in the military. So the government could freeze your bank account. The government could take your vehicle. The government can arrest you. And the government can charge you and fine you up to $200,000 and potentially 10 years in prison under the Federal Emergency Act. Oh, but they still call freedom convoy morons, organizers. They didn't take that serious. They got the far right extremists. See this one organizer, you know, Tamara Litch. I mean, she she she's she's the least to worry about. She's a wexit. She she's a separatist. The other ones like Pat King, uh, Pat King, he's a far right extremist racist. And the other ones are just far right extremists. Some of them, the two others are still a far right extremist racist. Now, I mean, you'd have to have rocks in your head to think that all this money raised, you know, for this so-called truckers convoy freedom bullshit that, you know, oh, we're raising this money, you know, for the truckers, you know, for their fuel, their accommodations and food. How much money do you think these organizers were actually going to give these truckers? I mean, if they were actually were able to keep that first $10 million, if GoFundMe didn't cancel out, how much money do you think these organizers would actually give to these truckers? Because it was a trucker convoy, right? So these these far-right extremists jumps on the back of the truckers. Oh, this is a great way to become a millionaire. We'll just hitchhike on the back of the truckers and we'll make ourselves rich. We'll use all this money for our own political gain. Fuck the truckers. We'll just give them what they need to go to Ottawa and come back home. You'd have, have to have rocks in your head to think that they would give them a lot of money. These organizers were going to keep millions of dollars to support their own political gain. And GoFundMe saw right through it. That's why they stopped. That's why they're going to give back all the refunds to people. But then, like I said, these organizers thought they would be clever. Oh, we just go to Give, Send, Go. See, now, the problem with Give, Send, Go being this so-called Christian GoFundMe uh, platform they not allow anybody to use the platform to raise money, especially like the Proud Boys. 
KKK. Any far-right radical bullshit. As long as they think that it's legal and legit and, and honest and and shit like that. I mean, how in the world would anything be honest from anything fucking from a far-right extremist? See, here in Canada, the Pro Boys are on a terrorist list. Here in Canada. Canadian government put them on the terrorist list. This so-called give, say, and go, some Christian organization. Christian, my ass. If you're a platform that let any sort of group or organization that is far-right extremist to raise money on your platform, you're not Christian at all. You're just some bullshit platform organization. And then, of course, you know, you got the cryptocurrency. You know, you got to buy and sell that shit in order to, to make money. But if you want to spend it, it's got to be turned into currency. Right? It's got to be a, a currency. If you want to buy groceries, if you want to buy gasoline, it's got to be turned into currency. So, therefore, it's got to hit the banks in order to turn it into currency. You know, they thought they would be clever and have these currency wallets. That didn't work neither. See, even all those currency wallets have been seized under the Federal Emergency Act. So all the people out there, you know, trying to weigh in on Canada's rules and regulations and laws when you know shit about it. You know, like that blonde bimbo that used to be the the house speaker, or not the house speaker, but the... Uh, uh, she was uh, on, on the uh, Donald Trump team whenever she gets up there and speaks in front of people because Donald Trump doesn't. She thinks she knows everything there is to know about Canada and everything to know what the government can and cannot do in here in Canada when she knows nothing. And other government officials in the United States, Donald Trump followers, weighing in what Canada was doing with this Karen Carnival, weighing on thinking that they know that, think that they know the rules and regulations and laws of Canada when they know absolutely shit about it what the Canadian government can do and cannot do. 
you need to do a little history lesson. You need to do a little law lesson. Because I, I was talking about, you know, the, the, the government enacting the Federal Emergency Act before they did it. And I'm thinking to myself, why they haven't done this yet? This is bullshit. Karen Carnival. Occupation. A week and a half before the federal government turned around and acted the Federal Emergency Act first time in its history. See that federal emergency, that federal emergency act was put together in 1988. It changed from the federal war act to the federal emergency act. I'm thinking to myself, well, you know, the province, you know, the mayor of Ottawa and the police chief at the time of Ottawa is asking for help. They need more policing. They need more, you know, more help in, in order to to clear up this occupation. They needed the tow truck operators out there to help tow these vehicles and transport trucks. See, Ottawa is a, is a really different city than any other city here in the province of Ontario. It's the capital of Canada, Ottawa. And there's different jurisdictions around Ottawa. And those different jurisdictions are federal, provincial, and municipality. Federal cannot go in provincial and enforce laws. The provincial, vice versa, cannot do that. Municipality can't enforce federal or other provincial laws. So in order for all these three to work together, and that the federal policing, the RCMP, would be able to go into the municipality and enforce the laws is that the federal government had to enact the federal emergency act because how the city of Ottawa is broken up federally, provincially in, in the municipality, all around the parliament buildings and adjacent streets. So in order to clear all these assholes out of there, and make the towing companies tow these vehicles, the federal government had to enact the Federal Emergency Act. And that went all across Canada. Whether any province liked it or not, didn't matter because now the federal government is in charge. You can't keep your shit in order. We're going to put it in order for you. And we're going to stop every blockade and barricade across this country. 
We're not talking millions of dollars in economy losses, ladies and gentlemen, between Canada and the United States. We're talking 400, 400 to 500 million every single day that affected Canada and the United States on these barricades at the most busiest crossing in all of North America, the Ambassador Bridge. You felt it in Michigan. You felt it all the way down to Tennessee. For the five days that they barricaded that busiest crossing in North America. All the closures of all the plants in, 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 in the auto industry across Canada and the United States had to shut down because of that bullshit at the bridges. And then you had then you had uh, uh, southern Alberta and uh, 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 with the barricades down there. And just before and just before the federal government enacted the Federal Emergency Act, the RCMP got tipped off that there were trailers, transport trailers down there, people down there were fully armed and ready and ready to fight the police. Weapons, ammunition, and body armor. And coots. The RCMP got tipped off. It's a good thing. That was just before the Federal Emergency Act was enacted. Several people were being charged with attempted murder. Oh, and everybody think, oh, you know, it's just a protest. And yeah, it's all just a protest. It's all fine. Such bullshit. If you don't have bombs falling in your home, blowing up in your neighborhood, Guess your freedom's all right, isn't it? You know, ladies and gentlemen, we could be potentially one step away from World War Three with Russia. I got to hand it to NATO, holding their own, I guess kind of being patient with Putin, but how much more do we need to be patient with that asshole, that communist prick? And you're complaining about your freedom.
when you never lost your freedom. You've never been locked up, beaten, family disappear because of your protests, because you speak out against the government. Because here in North America, you can speak out about, you can speak out about your government. As long as you don't threaten the government, you can speak out against the government. But you can't even do that in Russia. You can't even do that in North Korea. You can't even do that in China. If you speak out against the government of those countries, you will be locked up and you'll never be seen again. And you're crying about your freedom. Crying about wearing a mask. Crying about getting vaccinated. Crying about crying. Pathetic. I'm sick and tired of the bullshit. So I can look out my blinds tonight. It's quiet. It's peaceful. Light snow falling down. No bombs falling around my neighborhood. I guess that's freedom. When you go to bed tonight, ladies and gentlemen, or it's already daytime for you, you should thank your lucky stars. Even through the tough times, we're going to recover. how do you recover when your home is being bombed you have to flee your country how do you recover how do you start over How do you get to say goodbye to your loved ones who stayed behind to fight? If you got something to complain about, write to your governor. Right to your premier. In those countries, you can't even do that. 
when you lay your head down on your pillow tonight, tuck your children in, say goodnight to your wife, or your girlfriend. And it's quiet. It's quiet because you live in a free country. It's quiet because you have your freedom. This bullshit freedom convoys. It's just a sad state of affairs. You're arrogant, you're ignorant. Selfish. Don't give a shit about others except for yourself. Second tired of you. Whether you're American, my fellow Canadians, protest for a worthy cause or find a new hobby. You have yourself a good night, ladies and gentlemen. And I was here on the Truckers Podcast. I'm going to speak my mind. I'm going to tell you how it is. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate you coming out here. Take care. Have a safe week. Hope I'm back out here in the middle of the week because sometimes that happens. Depends what's going on. If I find it worthy to talk about. But until then. Be safe. Give your loved ones a hug. Tell them that you love them. And be thankful. You live. In a free country. And you live in a democracy. Good night, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. Good night.